Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best ever in reality television, recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celebrity shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, well, welcome back to us, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had to take a brief hiatus due to some unfortunate adult things. That sounds gross. That does Just sound unfortunate weird. unfortunate personal life yeah, things. Yeah, we're good now, though. Hopefully. We're good now. <laughs> Yes. In the words of Jimmy and James. We're good now. Uh, yeah, so basic housekeeping shit. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends who don't suck. Shout out to the not five-star review we got recently. Yes. I, but I don't let that keep you from don't let that in people. Don't let that inspire Please, you to stars. create one. But it did kind of... It is surprisingly... I decided to take it as a positive. that uh, That means people outside of our friends and family and guests are listening to us so that was kind of cool i don't know and it's you know a little bit of criticism isn't too bad because it helps us yeah. learn it helps us change yeah with the show hopefully we'll help you you know go on fewer tangents just yeah. there's got to be some tangents i mean i don't mind a tangent i'm just saying like when you were saying sonia we're, t- we're taking too long like this is you know these episodes can't be so long and then you're the one going off talking about whatever the fuck yeah. like no, I'll keep my references short and sweet. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of what people tune into us for. So, like, you know, we'll take it into consideration. I'll, I'll, I will do my best to tone it down. So I apologize, three star. Anyway, but don't, don't apologize. I mean, I didn't go that far. But either way, thank you, everybody else who listens and loves us. We appreciate yes. your. We appreciate all the reviews, but especially, well, the most of the stars. reviews, especially the five star ones. Uh, yeah. So we are just the two of us. It's the, the reunion. In the sky. I think this I reunion is whack. It was For, brief. It was short. It was it was probably the same length as the other one. It just felt shorter because they focused on a lot of really unnecessary well, things. And they put in like performances. And it's like, I, we're going to help you get famous. Yeah, but like, is that what it was? Because they were kind of joking performance. Well, it'll make sense in the context of like the actual episode, what we're referring to. Yes. But I, I do feel bad that we're coming back into this one in particular because it is. <sighs> we might as well just get right into it. Yeah, let's I guess let's fucking do it. So, so. we have Flavor of Love season two, episode 11 with the reunion special. Actually, it's episode 12, but is it 12? It's 12. Oh, wait, because we skipped a whatchamacallit. I thought the extra bonus footage was, like, episode 9, and then the finale is episode 10, and the reunion is episode 11. No, I'm pretty sure this is episode 12. Either way, it's the fucking reunion, Oh, you're right. No, now it's... Okay, yeah, episode 12. Scratch that. Uh, Professional. After the lovin'. Uh, Once again, we are joined by host Lala. Oh, she's the fucking worst. She... Her hosting is kind of like... Whack. Yeah, you can put it that way, I guess. Uh, but She, she just, looks great. Yeah. I'll give her that. She looks spectacular. But She's just like, hey, VH1 audience, here's my boobs. Yes. Um, but have we get the quick intro of all the women? Uh, well, wait. So it is, she starts by going, believe it or not, it's the second flavor of love reunion. She says, she tells us, nearly a year ago, we stood on this very stage, nearly a year ago. As in, this all happened within six months, I think? Well, they didn't announce that to the public until much later, right? I mean, I don't really know. I mean, we know when they aired. Because I thought the like the other, the first reunion aired in March, and I think this one aired in October? Oh. So, yeah. 
all within 2006. Don't break the fourth wall. So she's saying uh, last season curses were exchanged, which would have been funny to see like actual people putting curses on each other. Uh, Curses exchanged, punches thrown, and Flav was more determined than ever to find a new woman who could be the love of his life. We see a bunch of clips from the season one reunion. Some iconic moments such as Flav and the gigantic flowers, New York trying to karate chop pumpkin. This was honestly my personal favorite line, but it was not intended to be funny, I don't think. I just loved it. And it's against all odds, he gathered 20 more women to his Hollywood mansion. Oh my God. It is against all odds. Like, why are 20 more women agreeing to this shit? Fame. That's they want to be on TV. Yes. Even if it means um, kissing him. I don't know. That, that could have okay, well, rhythm. Yeah, I had it. You started out really good. So yeah. there was that. Um, he put them through a series of tests to I see if they were worthy of kicking it with the number one hype man in the music biz. Which I won't ever argue okay, against. Okay, fine. Yes. One I know thing. you don't listen to much public enemy. Well, we... As a point we established later, he is certainly we know not why he's the, the wordsmith. Yeah. We know why he's Yikes. the hype man. Uh, so along the way, there were fights, flare-ups, drunken parties, tearful confessions, and a few moments that will go down in reality TV history. Now, Jesus, what did you get? Like the transcripts from this episode? I watched it on Hulu so I could get the, the subtitles. Uh, subtitles. And you wrote word for word. My God. I know. Just because it's worth addressing at Hulu, least that we're line you the about... <laughs> At, at the very least, it's worth acknowledging, like, a few moments that will go down in reality TV TV history because that... Which is true. ...is so incredibly accurate. Yeah. Like, the fact that we are even talking about it, you know, almost 15 years later did, is in part because of these iconic moments. Did VH1 ever make a top 100 reality show moments? I would absolutely assume that they did. But if they did, we would have seen it. I mean, We've we seen, probably like, all, did based like the on the Isle of the 2000s like, and yeah, 90s and 80s. Yeah, but the thing is, okay, so there, this was during the period where VH1 was doing all of that. So if they did do it, it probably aired in like 2007, it would be like the top 20 so moments like of flavor of love. 10 years ago. So Lord knows, I, I barely uh, remember what I did last year, let alone, you know, 10 years ago. So we see some great... Uh, we see some flashbacks to some of these iconic moments, Boots and something arguing, Bucky nearly killing crazy, Delicious crying while talking to Flav. I don't know why I put that down as an iconic moment. And people pointing out the boo-boo on the steps. At the end, there was one woman to whom Flav offered his heart and a matching set of gold teeth. And interestingly, that couple will be reunited for the first time and we will find out what happens with the rest of the ladies. Now, I guess because the show had like skyrocketed versus the first season, like it didn't matter that he had spent time with hoops because yes. nobody, you know, was aware of the show versus now it's like people are actively watching the show. So they're like, if they see Flav out with somebody, they know they're going to okay, know. Fine, yeah. that's who it the ruins the is. whole thing. That's like any reality show nowadays. Like even if it's like Survivor and their home and everything for like a couple weeks, it's yeah. like no one could say anything. God only knows what kind of limits they have in their ndas well they like that sign. guy you work with uh can't talk about whether he won chopped or not i know I've, well yeah we won't drop the name but anything i mean we, but he makes well, we know he's on the show but butternut squash bisco y'all the Maybe. best soup i've ever had in my life yeah. and i am a soup enthusiast yes anyway back to the show so oh sorry we went on a tangent See, anyway we kept it short and sweet <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so all of the ladies, except for Delicious in New York, obviously, are already out. They get introduced one by one in no particular order. Very Interestingly, the they don't. They're well, they're already sitting out there as opposed to being brought out you know, the way they did it last season, though they do give them a mix of like couches and chairs. It kind of reminded me of like a coffee shop or something like that because it was like some vintage like couches. Like the opposite of friends. Yeah, some vintage couches, some vintage, you know, Women of color. plush chairs as opposed to the stools they gave them last time. So I guess they got a little bit more seating budget this time around. So <laughs> the next part of the intro is like talking about the ladies have had to deal with their status as full-blown celebrities i don't know if i'd say it's fame is it crazy it says it i well yeah so through it all they've been treating each other with style and grace sure and then they're kind of cutting back and forth between like videos from that herb magazine photo shoot and some other shoot where a handful of the women are dressed in lingerie and doing what appear to be like domestic tasks, except for Bucky and Tiger, who are spraying each other with hoses. Those, yeah. I, uh, well, the domestic task thing, like they've had famous like Maxim shoes. Yeah, and things I know, like that. but it just it just it's like look I, at that butt. It, it's just but like it just, flower handprint on the butt. It's just super exploitative. I don't know. I mean, it, sure. it was what, 2006, we said? 2006. Yeah. So, yeah, no, peak garbage time. Yes. So it seems like they show us, like, some behind the scenes of this other photo shoot. And it's obviously clearly just, like, the hot ones. So it's ti- it looks like Tiger, Crazy, Delicious, Bucky, Boots, and I believe Beautiful and Spunky. Are oh, doing I don't know this. If I it was seven spunky. of them. I yeah. tried to like look really quick. They flashed through it really quick. But the ladies are literally like clearly have not had any media training whatsoever because Delicious is like, it's like I'm dreaming and crazy. <laughs> crazy, who literally cannot help herself to save her own life, goes, I don't even necessarily think it's the fame. I just light up whenever I'm fr- in front of the camera. What, and yes. Bucky and Boots are basically just like, we're famous now. Uh, fuck. Like fuck Flav, fuck this show. I am on top of the world. Like I said, it's disgusting that Bucky and Tiger and Laundry spring each other with a hose and the male photographers, of course, because it's an all male photography team, are just laughing it up like, oh yeah, like whatever. It's disgusting. Yeah, boobs and butts. Well, yeah, because they're blurring out Tiger's nipples through her. Oh, you could see bra. Oh, I didn't see the blur. <laughs> yeah. So Crazy wraps it up with, I found where I belong and this is what I want. It's like, as if this wasn't what you wanted the whole time, you fucking fame hungry. But I, can you tell y'all that I'm a little bit over this franchise? Jesus. Well, we're about to make that shift. So I know I'm really excited for I Love New York, honestly, but then not excited for uh, Rock of Love because I because. Oh, but it's ever so since, good. Ever since Sarah said it was worse, I was like kind of kept that in the back of my mind but there's another podcast that's been recapping rock of love called reality graveyard and they put up clips a lot on their instagram of scenes from the show y'all it is worse than we all remembered like there is literally a scene i think where a woman what did i say she put in there was it a bottle of something was it a glass remember i came out and was like i just saw something deeply disturbing 
And like some woman, like she was saying something about being really horny, so she put something up inside her. And Brett Michaels is like, "Uh, <laughs> I do not remember this. This is what happened. You don't listen to me when I talk." So Lala goes, okay, you know, so it ended with photo shoots, but it definitely didn't start that way. She's the worst. Like, she's so bad at this. And this is the point. I think she's on TRL at this point, too. So she, like, is doing this every day and is still somehow the worst at it. So it started with at least two of you at each other's throats from the moment you stepped in the house. So obviously they're showing the fight between Safari and H-Town. Don't be hit me with flowers. I just shout out to Alvin. <laughs> I always think I always hear his. I don't even hear Safari's version of it now. I just hear Alvin doing his it. voice doing it. Alvin saying it. Shout out to Alvin from Affirmative Murder, <laughs> guest from the season two premiere episode. So Lala invites them up onto the stage. H Town is smiling. Safari is rolling her eyes. I actually kind of liked Safari's outfit it for the 2000s. Uh, it's, I'm going to do a decent amount of fashion corner this time around. But Safari's in a fun kind of print dress and like knee-high tan boots. Those are some serious boots. They were cute. I really like them. And But H-Town is just in jeans and like a red leather jacket and like a leopard print shirt. So it's like a little bit of a dress code misunderstanding on somebody's part. Not that I'm expecting them to be dressed up like a housewife's reunion, yeah. but... You know, just dress a little nicer. So Lala asks, now that they've had a chance to reflect, who did they think started it? And like, do they regret what happened? H-Town decides to just fully lean into being a racist bitch once again, goes, you know, I'm so embarrassed by my behavior. And like, I don't I don't usually act like that. I mean, she probably acts that way all the time. That's just her personality. Yeah. And it was just like, yikes. So Lala asked Safari if she thinks that Flav reacted too harshly. And she makes a bunch of really good points where she goes, if he was going to make me leave, like because I because of violence and he doesn't want, you know, a violent woman around, we both should have left. And the audience applauds as they should have. So it's actually a valid point. It's a totally valid point. He should have said both of you are fucking gone. And. Like zero tolerance policy across the board instead of just being like, you know, you should have wait like, you know, what does she say? Um, Like just because her head hurt. That's what it was. He kicked her off because her head hurt. So I love this. He said he doesn't want a violent girl. But based on the tapes, like that bitch smacked me in the face with flowers. Like, what was I supposed to do? Which is a valid point. Yep. She hit her first, like with the flowers. Uh, was that? The well, I think Safari no, was like the definitely first. But she, like, escalated it, I guess. So we'd have to go back. Yes. No, that is true. At the very least, she escalated it. She hit her in the face. Right. That's the thing. It's one thing to kind of shove somebody, but, like, to hit somebody in the face with an object. Yes. And she, you know, Safari's point is, like, I don't give a shit if you hit me with cotton balls, Q-tips, whatever the hell. Like, you hit me in the face. And, like, I'm going to retaliate. So she then goes... You know, again, like he doesn't want a violent girl. So Safari says that she took that into consideration and went to anger management. Yes. Which I was like, that is great. She's so sweet, though, because she's like, I got a certificate. (laughs) Because Lala's like, how does that work out? And she goes, it worked out real good. I got the certificate. Like, and she, well, then she goes, last week, I would have punched her in the face. But me this week with my certificate. 
I'm okay. So I was like, that's sweet. Like, look at that growth. Just so sweet. Like, and then I love this, that like Safari ends up considering like, especially at this time, like it was everybody's kind of sitting around going, oh, like that ghetto trash. Like she ends up coming away being like, you know what? I really learned something from this experience. And the other one just, H-Town just comes away looking like a fucking racist. So shouts to that. So then they go back to their respective seats and uh, H-Town is the fucking worst. Wherever you are, H-Town, like, fuck you. So. Well, I'm not going to say something like that. Yeah, no, I am. So then Lala says, this is like the worst. I don't know. I guess I technically don't know if I should blame this on her or on whoever's like running the teleprompter or whatever or whoever's writing this material. But they're saying in between all the smack talking and backstabbing it's not surprising that flavor of love 2 had some of the highest ratings on vh1 is it in between those things or because of those things it's probably because of those things i don't know just a little just a little thing that irked me might have been the most pop well no it can't be the most popular show on tv in general to That's impossible. Uh, compared, nah, compared to like NBC and Fox shows. And yeah, I'm like pretty that. sure. I th- I'm fairly certain this is when CSI and like yeah. when whatever was like. And CIS, whichever one. No, I think this was CSI Mal at this Kong point and, and like Survivor and things like that. Yeah. Like these were all the bigger shows. I mean, I think just for a for a cable channel reality show to be such a big draw in. Because I can't think of any other cable reality shows at this point. I mean, because like we said. Housewives of Orange County, which is the very first Bravo franchise, like, big like this, yeah. was launched, like, within a couple, like, was airing, I think, during this time. Mm-hmm. Kardashians didn't come out till next year. God, those early fucking uh, reality shows. Like, the early seasons of those shows. Because I've seen some which just ones? in passing, whether it's, like, Real Housewives and all those. And, like, to watch the differences. How the in, Kardashians, like, look super ethnic. And- it's really, yeah. Like, you watch people, it's it's pretty much the theme of every show. It's You get one season, people look back and they go, oh, my God, that's what I look like on TV. And they change themselves completely. Well, I mean, also, it's, like, the 2000s. Like, certain things were a little bit more acceptable. Like, when I think back to, like, early Orange County, New York seasons, like, the fashions are horrendous. But it's, like, because that was trendy at the time. That is true. So... I mean, anyway, the, so the mullet was something at one point. That's, I mean, to some people. But anyway, yeah. Lala goes on to say that there are thousands of fans, including this is this is probably one of her worst lines. Uh-oh. Thousands of fans, including one that might surprise you. Please welcome from season one, Goldie. Who would be surprised that was, somebody yeah. who was on the show would be a fan of the why show? Would, yeah, why would that be surprising? Just like if anything, it'd just be like one special fan or something like that. Somebody who took a special interest. Now, I'm not totally sure why they brought her. I guess they brought her back for like comic relief, because as much as we say, you know, season two, wasn't she? What? She was trying to do stand up comedy at the time. She still is. As far as I mean, at the time when it was started. Yeah, well, that's what she said. So I think that the we talk a lot about how New York was the missing element in season two like the first half of season two but really they were missing a goldie which is like true comic relief somebody who didn't take it seriously because as much as we like to say that buck wild is you know was funny she kind of like was being intentionally funny but it was like we were laughing at her more like goldie is like a wholesome fun 
you her know, jokes are natural and organic. But well, because she, also like, because she didn't take it seriously this. enough, like which is good. Like she took it, like we always said, she took it the right amount of seriously. Yeah. You know, she had fun with it. Yeah. So we we're we stand Goldie. We're a Goldie stand house. Always. So Goldie comes out. <laughs> we'll say that in my next line is about how like her outfit kind of sucks, but it's fine. Okay. Either way, she, her hair looked really good What's and it de aged her a lot. With- like it's that's what's times. so nice. Like, and even now she's got like longer hair. She wears her hair longer more, and I think that it helps like make her look her age. But we all make okay. mistakes in the two thousands. So Lala asks her what it was like watching a different group of women, and Goldie's like, "This is a different show than the one that I was on." And like, yes. I mean, I like all of you, but you're all insane. It's obvious, yeah. So uh, Lala asks Goldie if she has any questions for the ladies, and she turns right to Crazy and goes. Girl, why the fuck? Well, she doesn't say this. I'm paraphrasing. Up. Paraphrasing. Why would you think? Why the fuck would you think New York was your friend? Like, what in the world would you think that? Like, I just, I, ugh, we just love her. So <laughs> crazy is just like shaking her head, embarrassed, and being like, oh, like there's, isn't there a little bit of good in everybody? And Buckwild just goes, not New York. <laughs> So Goldie says that, like, even when she and New York were on together, like, they were cool, but she never for a second thought, like, oh, this girl is my friend. She's just covering her tracks. Even though every interview and everything on the show is like, yeah, right. like, I really like her. I trust her. She's yeah, the Yeah, Goldie real. wraps it up by kind of just saying, like, Crazy would have been better off talking to Jesus, which, uh- fair enough. So then she kind of, she doesn't really have a question for something, but she goes, you know, everybody was really hard on you, but like, and then she kind of turns to the audience. It was really a question for the audience that it's like, haven't you all had a moment where you weren't sure if you were going to make it to the bathroom? And I like thought about it and I was like, only when I've been like no. violently ill. Everyone, only when I've still been count, violently still ill. Everyone has had a moment where they're sitting there and they're like, man, I need to get to the bathroom right now. And you get to one, of course. Yeah. You, whatever you're in the middle of, you make sure that you stop and you go get to a bathroom. You don't stand there and poop on the floor. So anyway, so yeah, so she's like, uh, yeah, she's so she's kind of like to the God. audience and something's just taking it in stride and, you know, saying love me or hate me shit happens where it's like you're kind of... Uh, overestimating your importance if that makes sense like we didn't have a chance to love you or hate you like we thought you were annoying and we definitely thought you were weird the second after it happened in her head she went oh my god when the reunion show comes i'm gonna say well shit happens yeah no she definitely i mean she was saying that during the course of the show i think she may have i don't know she was like, shit happens. Like, it was like, you I feel expect like one her of to us be. may have said it on one of our shows. No, I think that she was saying it a lot. And, like, it kind of reminded me of, like, she was trying to make fetch happen. Like, she was trying to make this, like, her fetch. her catchphrase. What the like, hell if was this the was... one from Never Ki- Been Kissed as well? I'm not Josie Grossy anymore? No, no. Oh, oh Rufus. Rufus, thank Rufus, you. Rufus, yeah. That's what, yes. So she's just trying to get she's her. She's trying uh, to make it. It's her gimmick. Yeah, except Rufus catches on. It does. Because that guy comes up with it. And I think his name might be Guy. It was. Okay. That's right. That's right. True. Uh, if you ever write, if you ever need that, just remember us. So this was such a weird. Oh, so anyway, so one last thing where she's like, just make sure just something. Make sure you have something on your ass next time, which I don't even know if it was intentional. Like a diaper. That she said that. Well, no, I, th- I don't know if she meant to say something about something. 
Like she like make sure you have something on uh, your ass. Like I didn't I don't know if that was intentional, but I appreciated it nonetheless. And something finds that hilarious and she's like, I will. I will next time. Mm-hmm. Like Oh yikes. I wouldn't you know what if I was her I would be highly undetectable on social media too. So she Lala then asks Goldie if there's one memorable moment that you enjoyed that we haven't discussed, which really was just like a producer led segue to this moment. And Goldie's like, oh, yeah, the booty dance. And I was thinking to myself while this is happening, I'm like, well, which one? Oh, yes, exactly. Because my initial thought was it was going to turn into a discussion about Boots, like shaking her ass in front of all the rappers. But apparently it wasn't. And- I just have in my notes, y'all was wildin' with your booties. <laughs> so then they show clips of the dance competition, and for some reason, they decide to bring Bucky, Buckwild, and like that out to- What was their team name? Number one stunners, right? Is that what it was? I think I so. that name, but yeah, you're probably right. Oh so, my god. So then they come out and do their dance again, and- then that leads into a commercial break where they tell us the flame is coming out and then all of a sudden I'm like oh right he hasn't been out here this whole time I do appreciate that it was more focused on the women than Flav because they're building their fame now but I think like you didn't need to bring like as much as I love Goldie and I'm always happy to see her you kind of didn't need to bring her out because there's a couple women that deserve to be able to speak their piece to Flav in particular. Like, just a spoiler alert, we don't really hear from Nibbles. We don't really hear from Like That. We don't really hear from... There was somebody else that I was like, what the fuck? I don't think Bama got a word in. I mean, none of the women who barely spoke in the beginning, you know, got a chance to talk. Oh, was nothing Spunky from Toasty. The- Toasty. Toasty had every right to turn to Flav and be like, why the fuck did you show my nudes to everyone? Yeah. You could have just said you found it and called it a day. You needed to fucking show that to everybody and on national. I mean, granted, it's hey, all everyone blurred on the out. show, here's my vagina. I mean, obviously it was Googleable, but it's more just principle. Like, I think that, like, it could have... In a more self-aware show, it could have turned into an opportunity to have Flav answer for some of the shit that he did. But obviously, that was not the goal. No, because they need to make him look like the hero. Trash. He's the nicest guy. He's the man. He's... Well, we'll get to how Lala talks about that and how irritated it made me. So... We come back from commercial break and Lala again introduces the eighth wonder of the hip hop world. Now, they did say that last season and I'm still unclear on what that means. I guess we got to just Google it. I, I, I don't do know. That if I guess that must actually be like his nickname. Like that must just be like a, you know, like a Babe Ruth style series of nicknames. And one of his is just the eighth wonder of the hip hop world. And the reason why we're here. So she introduces him and says, Big Rick, bring him on out. As if Big Rick does not deserve his own intro. Also, we did not hear from Big Rick during this reunion at all. And that really bothered me. I want to hear more from Big Rick. Big Rick, if this somehow finds your way. If this somehow finds its way into your ears, we would love to hear from you. I mean, granted, we've talked about this many times before, but yeah. So, I don't know if you can hear the Mm. fucking... Somebody's doing yard work out there. I apologize if it's coming through. But Flav comes out because, God forbid, he ever has respect for the situation that he's in. Comes out in a Charlotte Bobcats jersey. 
I can't find anything online about him ever being called the eighth wonder of the hip hop world. Well, here we are. So he comes out in a Charlotte Bobcats jersey with a towel on his head under his hat, yes. which, you know, I get was a style, especially during this time. I'm not knocking that. I am knocking the fact that this is what he decides to wear to the reunion of his own show. Also, side note, I did a little bit of research on the Charlotte Bobcats jersey that he was in. Mm-hmm. It was for a guy named Kevin Burleson. He literally played one season of NBA ball, and that was where we played. That was definitely the Are you sure the, Positive. Na- the name was on the back and it wasn't like... No, I just, just looked up the number. number. I was like, who was number 12 on the Charlotte Bobcats? And it was Kevin Burleson, who played in the NBA for only the 2005-2006 season, but is now an assistant coach for the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's cool. Good for him. And also his brother works for the NFL Network. It's like a family full of athletes. So. Nate Burleson. Yeah. Nate Burleson, I know. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was it's, in the he's NFL Nate for Burleson's years. brother, if you have anybody listening to this follows football or anything like that. So he's for some reason gets a for some reason. I mean, I, I get the reason. It just is irritating to me. Gets a standing ovation from the ladies. And of course, he makes everybody yell out flavor flame. Yeah, he played overseas. Oh this God. part, I'm dying. So Lala says he looks fantastic. Sure. And asked him about an album coming out soon. You I know. thought he would have said something nice back to be like, oh, so do you. Yeah, no, she looks because she looks incredible. Uh, so. He says his solo album will, because that would require him being not a self-absorbed piece of garbage. So we can't expect that. So he says his solo album will be out October 31st. And he brought a special sneak peek. He says, won't be mad about the peek we about to sneak. But spoiler alert, I was. So it's for that Flavor Man song. Which Uh, is extremely catchy. It is. It's a good beat. It is certainly... It's a song. Uh, <laughs> so what what they end up showing us is kind of a music video. It's both scenes from both seasons of Flavor of Love, as well as some like s- shots of New York City and the, the aforementioned shoot. lingerie shoot. Yes. Part of it is also from the scene in the limo with delicious but he's kind of leaning forward so you don't really see her he's like obstructing our view of her and like talking into the microphone which means that part of their limo ride was him recording this and (laughs) she looks what we can see of her face she looks fucking bored I mean, as you would be, because you're not even really in the video. And you don't even know how many takes it's going to actually take. Yeah. So the whole time you're sitting there and he's just freaking lip syncing into a camera that's at the front of the now, limo. We should was... have looked at the outfits and tried matching up which episode it was from. I mean, that's too Now bad. I'm mad. I was going to say, you want Damn me to do it. you want me to do that, but you didn't want me to read the lyrics to this garbage song because well, you were like, oh, that'll that take too be, long to point out. Google. Y'all, I need to read the lyrics. So what I was going to do initially... Because I'm listening to, to the side as you get to this. I so what I was going to do initially because I was listening to what I was hearing on the TV and being like, wait, what did he just say? Because I couldn't really understand him. But what I could understand, I was like, there's no way that that's what he just said. So I was going to go to the lyrics and just pick out a couple that were like especially weird or funny. But, like, the whole song is 
basically, I'm just going to read you the whole song, okay? And please don't sue us. It's it's really not worth it. We are laughing at you, but it's your own fault. All, so All credits to Flavor Flav and the production team on yes, this. Yes, we do not own the rights to, to this, this song. Yes. It's just, it's also, if you... In the event we have to cut this out for whatever reason, because somebody gives a shit somewhere, go find the Flavor Man lyrics on Genius.com because, okay. So, side note, while I am a black person, I am choosing to omit the N-word, so I will replace it with dude, just for the sake of reading the lyrics out. Uh, Blah, 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 just general beginning stuff. So... And now, mind you, I the reason why I'm doing this is because I was crying laughing reading these yesterday. Mike says it's not important, but honestly, it's worth everybody hearing. <laughs> For all you motherfuckers who think I fell off, I'm Flavor Flav, dude. I'm still the boss. Go live. King throw live. I live uptown in the Bronx. Give me a high five. Yankee Stadium is where I'm from. We get up over beats and then we beat the drum. Born and raised in Freeport, Long Island. What? We keep them smiling. South Freeport, get down. That's where my family is found. Get, get this is literally like if you're a kid writing a rap. Like, this is what you're saying. South Freeport is where I get down. That's where my family is found. After dark, just give me a spark. Go to Jones Beach. Get on the back of a shark. Nice. Have him take me down to Florida. I'm the flyest dude down in Florida. So he rhymes Florida with Florida. Florida. Give me the mic. Move over. I'm taking this shit. I'm back in control. Give me your soul. Check it out. Make room for daddy. What? Before I have to get the belt. Beat your ass all the way back to the felt. Make you do the wop shimmy shimmy coco pop. That is just the first verse. So then it's a bunch of flavor 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 mans. I, this this part is especially just I don't even know. So I'm faking no moves and faking no jacks. Flavor Flav is back on the dome. Relax. I push all the buttons around this bitch. I'm a go get money from Bill Gates. Get rich. So I can build me a psycho loft so I can go psycho with my Microsoft. Okay, I'll give him that one. No, don't. Bill Gates, Microsoft. Yeah, what what is he talking about? Microsoft, micro hyphen soft. I just wanted to make that clear. Because he had a pause. Okay, flavor windows. Know. Flavor windows is the new invention. Colorful windows to get the attention. Knock knock. Flavor Flav is eaten with Bill Gates. Bill's back. Bill had to have a certain flavor. To have the highest bank rates in the world. To have the highest, comma, bank rates in the world. Word up. But he don't stand alone. Joey Fatone is in my bones. <laughs> Maybe he was part <laughs> producer, though. Because Joey, Joey Fatone, Fatone, he's all in on, like, Family Feud is, and, like, a bunch just, of shows. He literally doesn't even, he barely does a voiceover on Family Feud. Like, don't get me wrong. No, I love Joey Fatone. he might be a Fatone. producer. He's, like... Another like Nick Cannon, like Nick Cannon just got himself involved in like. No, everything. Nick Cannon is a media mogul. He's he doesn't get the credit. Who doesn't give Nick Cre- Cannon Nick the credit, credit he deserves? I feel like he's Nick not Cannon talked about as much as he should be. He d- he gets or plenty maybe of credit he's by more of the people that like like America's Got Talent. Right. So Joey Fatone is in my bones, 
Jackie Hamilton dollar bill sitting real high on Capitol Hill. Uh, that's the second verse. And then it gets down. So he's like, whoa, who, what? I, I don't know. Just a bunch of gibberish. Then uh, then it says flavor flav ad libbing as if that isn't what he was basically doing this whole time. So he's like, knock, 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 knock. I'm not even joking. It's literally him saying knock, knock over and over right here at your door, giving you more of what you bargained for. Flavor flav back in your face. Mess with my kids and I'll catch a case. You know what I'm saying? I ain't playing. It's all in the message I'm relaying right here in Devante's studio. That's where I'm saying. That's where I'm saying. That's right. All the way to Penn Station, Jackson Station, and the nation. Future your gener- Future your generation. Yo, Flava Flav is out. Two steps automatic and I'm out, kid. Lyrical genius, everybody. That is why Chuck D was the one doing the actual rapping. <laughs> I guess. Best MC. So, yes. See, that was a better rhyme than anything. Honestly, that was a better rhyme than anything Flav could ever hope to make up (laughs) with. So he says the girls, he said all the girls made the video hot, except all of them weren't in the video. And Lala goes, yeah, haha, they're all in the video. Great. Jesus Christ. I'm still not over how much gibberish that is. Side note, I mean, sorry to go off on a tangent, but... The the thing about his kids, so you were reading. So side note, three of Flavor Flav's kids are now on a show called Growing Up Hip Hop. Well, I want to call out the son. This is like relatable information to the show. I know. So we're going to right now. Yes. So three of Flavor Flav's kids are on the show. I forgot to write down which. I know one of them is his son, who I think is the third. Mm-hmm. The one that's William Drayton the third. Who the best way I could describe him is he looks so much like Flavor Flav, but actually good looking. Like, if Flavor Flav was a good-looking person. Like, because his son is actually a good-looking kid. Somehow. And his daughter, who you were reading something the other day that was like, she said that she was home, right? She that she was homeless. homeless? And he and said he's just he's a there, What, like, just typical fuckboy dad bullshit. Being like, you should have called me. And she was like, I tried. Yeah. And you when didn't called, answer. When I called, there was never an answer. Which seems like I'm inclined to believe her. Like, he seems like that yeah. kind of guy. She's like, like, it's a, you know, it's a two I'm not even street. just saying that because I, like, actively hate him. Like, I'm not even just letting my bias come through. Like, he just seems like that kind of dad. Like, he's he's clearly so much more involved in himself than he is in any of the other people around him. So why would we expect him to actually be there for his children? Indeed. So uh, a few of the ladies, Lala says, are happy to see you in the hot seat and get a chance to ask you questions. Unfortunately, none of these are the questions that needed to be asked. So but of course, he's like terrified of how this is going to go because he's like, how come you ain't got no questions to ask me, Lala? Like and she's like, oh, I've got questions like fucking relax. So Buck Wild goes first and she is in uh, an Ed Hardy tank top. I wonder, Surprise. you know what I wonder? I wonder if that's going to come back ironically, you know? What? Ed Hardy. Oh, uh, maybe. That guy died, I think, right? I have no idea. He was, I, all I remember is that he was friends with John Goslin. Like uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier. Jean-Paul Gaultier. Is that who it was? You know, you wouldn't know. Why am I, I looking don't know at what, you? Yeah. We... So it's, she's in an Ed Hardy tank top. It definitely says Ed Hardy across it, but I cannot speak to the Ed Hardy trucker hat. I think the Ed Hardy at least inspired trucker hat she's got on. And a pair of bootcut jeans and kitten heels with very pointy toes. 
So they're going back and forth with their weird like, what's up, dog? And he's like, Buck, why? Like, so the captions on Hulu have it as Buck hyphen Y W H Y all caps. Yo, why yo? Buck, why yo? Buck, why yo? Well, so that's kind of how we said I know. So they kind of go back and forth with their time to get Buck Wild bullshit. And she comes up for a hug. So she kind of lingers on the stage. Like she's standing up and she's like, okay, well, I have one thing to ask you. Like, why, why you gotta cuss me out? And he's like, I didn't, I didn't do that. Like, more or less. I'm like paraphrasing roll the tone tape. here. So she's like, um, can we roll the tapes? Because I'm pretty sure he said the F word to me, ladies and gentlemen. And basically in this scene, for those who don't remember, it's the whole scene where he's like, where the fuck did your accent go? He's clearly cursing for emphasis. He's not cursing at her. Like we've seen him curse yes. at the women before New York in particular. You know, he's he's definitely gone harder on a lot of these women than that. So he's like. She's like, oh, well, where the fuck did your manners go, young man? It's like, he's double your age. Fucking relax. So he's like, first off, like, I thought you were saying, I thought you were, first of all, I'm trying to say, like, I thought that you were trying to imply that I, like, was dissing you by saying fuck, like, fuck you. But what I said was a valid question. Like, where the fuck did your accent go? And she slips back into Becky, which I'm not saying like, oh, Becky with the good hair. Like, no, her name is literally Becky, for those who don't know. So she kind of slips back into her Becky voice and goes, oh, like when I defend myself, like that's how I sound. And like, you know, you haven't seen me angry before and that's why you don't know what I sound like. And he's what like, what is the name that people have the like speaks Karen? Karen. Is that what it is? No, okay. but her name is literally Becky. No, I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying she when she gets defensive, she goes She does get a little like, she actually turns into Let Karen. Let me speak to your manager mode. Yeah. So he's like, "Okay, but like when you get angry, like she's kind of missing the point, which is like we're the point that the world is making is like, okay, so you've been doing this black scent, this really kind of hokey black scent this whole time but the second you get upset you kind of slip into this other accent so it's like in in the words of oprah so what is the truth so but like she's interpreting this as like you're not being basically she's saying that like it's what happens when her demeanor changes so one thing isn't more real than the other i guess that makes sense not really. I, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. What makes sense to me is like you feel the need when you're around black people to put on what you feel like is a black voice because then she makes this point where she's like, ask any of these ask any of these people in the audience who have hung out with me, you know, this is what I sound like. And it's like, OK, but you're not really making your point if we go back to that episode where she's explaining to like that, that she like is only doing this because she's around black people and that's how she thinks she should talk mm. where it's like just be yourself like just don't fucking put on a weird accent and she tries to kind of throw delicious under the bus and be like oh well delicious is all polite in her like talking heads and you know then as soon as she's arguing with somebody she's saying she's gonna get all detroit up in this bitch and Flav's like okay but the thing is i think what Flav is ultimately saying is like okay but she sounds black in both instances, like yes. sounds black, quote unquote. She sounds in both natural and genuine, no matter as opposed which way to she's being speaking. like, 
you know, I mean, granted, she does. She's a little bit older. She does have that English major education. So she obviously does talk a little bit more like she doesn't speak any bonics like AAVE, but she sounds like a black person regardless of how she is sounding like she she's doing that. There is no codes switch. I don't know. It's uh, I'm not helping that cause. But either way, she's going off on this whole thing. And basically, nobody comes away with any better understanding about why she does this. And but she ends up still really defensive and being like, I said I was Buckwild bitches and that's who I'm going to be. Buckwild and Flav end up hugging it out. Lala's like, thank you for coming and clearing things up. Sure. And he yells, like, time to get back, Wyo. And she goes back to her seat and he's making all these weird faces. That's about it? <laughs> That's, yeah. So Lala then goes, there's one lady in the house uh, that talked a lot about her career goals. And in fact, it was one of the major reasons that you eliminated her. And Flav's like, who, Lala? Who? 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 Yeah. And it's New like, guy. I don't know if he's like trying to joke around, but he's just like, I don't know. Like you had to know who we were he's talking about. He's hyping Lala. Okay. That's what it is. So Lala invites Crazy up, obviously, because that's who we're talking about. And she goes, let's talk about this singing career. And side note, her outfit is atrocious. She's in like a sheer sleeveless top with like ruffles and it, like sheer, like, like literally see through. Like you can see her bra. Very clearly through it. And she's in like a pencil skirt. So it's kind of like a like a sexy office inspired outfit. I don't I don't know. So Lala asks her if she thinks <laughs> that the show helped or hurt her singing career. And crazy, of course, because God forbid she answers a question directly or oh, in a way that makes sense goes this show helped everyone in their own way some of the girls are doing modeling some of them are even doing porn and Flav's like be nice and they, the camera well, cuts, like, Yo, it's camera cuts right deal. the fuck over camera cuts right the fuck over to nibbles who just kind of shrugs yeah. nibbles who looks Boobs all out she first good. of all yeah. nibbles looks incredible she first of all as we say she's living in 2019 because she's in either a uh she's in this like nice uh like wine red kind of like a deep rich jewel tone red it's either a romper or a or a maxi dress but either way it looks beautiful her hair is like actually styled and done nicely as opposed to like weird bangs all over the place and whatever anyway so back to the question and beautiful saying more in this segment than she said probably in the entire show that's what i wrote as well goes okay but is it helping your singing career like you're not answering the questions and crazy's like i'm getting to that i thought she said yes it is well finally she's like i'm getting to that blah 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 and beautiful's like okay but like is it helping like answer the question yes or no and finally she goes yes it is and she's like okay but like is that what you because that's what you came on the show for and crazy of course because again she has to deflect going i came on the show to do a lot so then beautiful again is like yes or no it's not that hard like just whatever and crazy's like i came on the show for a lot of reasons i'm 23 and didn't have anything to lose which i i wrote lol 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 because it's like You can tell that this is like pre-social media, pre-understanding that there are consequences and that these things live on forever. 
that like I mean obviously nobody in 2006 anticipated first of all social media being what it was this True. is pre Twitter this is pre I mean, you look at like what we had with MySpace in like high school we thought I that mean, was we had like, so it. Facebook did exist at this point but it was still like you needed a college email college address one, yeah. you I think you needed a college email address no, I'm not that's positive how it, when I went to college it was actually part of our orientation was to make one really yeah and you had to uh which was what oh six yeah this would have been this time so I mean, you, been, well this is now, at yeah. this point this is your freshman year of college because this is yeah. the fall of 06. so we had to make because i remember summer going into it is when like ever the only people who had it were college kids so like well, i had like, it during i gotta this search time. what i actually made to. one i made one In during this time but yeah but i would have been a junior i wouldn't prep. have been applying to colleges yet no, you would have been a senior. Not in or going oh, into actually, your fall, senior year. Yeah, but I would I would have just been applying to colleges yeah. now. I wouldn't have been, you know. That's true. Well, maybe they had like some kind of cutoff or something, or that's when they started the expansion. Either way, but they made the college. Either way, made Facebook us was one. such a small scale niche thing. Yes. Twitter wasn't a thing. Instagram obviously wasn't a thing. None of these platforms were a thing, and. Also, like Hulu, Netflix was still just sending DVDs to your house. Like nobody thought that this was going to be something that lived on. So it just kind of made me laugh, thinking I didn't have anything to Remember lose. Remember the, the DVD. Also, the side house. note, I think that she just had a baby. So as much as we are shitting on you, uh, congrats on your child. Buckwild is like uh, Buckwild. Uh, beautiful is like I didn't ask how old you were. I asked if that's why you came on the show, which is like savage. I love I love this side of beautiful. Yes, no so choice mean. but to stand. So then finally, crazy goes. Yes, this is why I came on the show, which is not really addressed enough. Like people kind of gloss over it, and it's like okay, well that's that on that. I guess this whole thing that was like her your entire plot line the entire season, you know. <laughs> So Lala asks, uh, so she says to her, you know, you've got doubters on this singing career thing from the other ladies, from people watching at home. So, of course, everybody at this point was, you know, what's coming. Yeah. So she's like, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to sing on the show to prove to people whether you can or not. And Flav is like, he says this or something to this effect multiple times throughout the show to the point that I might actually make it the title of the episode where he literally just goes, can I say something or let me say something, which it's like you have the floor. Of course you have the fucking floor. This is your show. She says, so yeah, he goes, can I say something? Please let her sing a song. And it's like, you could have just said that, like cut, cut (laughs) your extra words out. Just get to the point. So, he so someone hands her a microphone and she walks in between Lala and Flav and they dim the lights and they put like a spotlight on her and she's kind of singing to slash at Flav. Well, the lyrics seem obviously very the, the lyrics are basically him. like, I don't care how much money you have. I just want to be with you. Like, I don't care about the fame, even though like for bitch, the TV? bitch, you just Something admitted like like not even five minutes ago that you're here because it's tv so whatever they cut back to the ladies and they're generally all like uh yikes except for a couple in the back who are like you know standing up and clapping along and flave because he's sitting on a couch like he doesn't have his own chair this time around like lala has her own chair but flave is on one of the couches not the same ones the ladies are on, but uh, the same style. But he ends up, because she's standing and he's sitting and he's little, so he kind of ends up sitting on the backrest to be eye level with her, 
which means that his sneakers are on the couch. Like some kind of fucking gross They're probably like brand goblet. new shoes though. It's just principle. Don't put oh. your shoes on the couch. So anyway, so she sings and it's awful and whatever. So he brings her in for a hug and Lala's like, oh, audience, how did you feel about it? And there's like some quiet clapping. Like, <laughs> I think some of that is shady producing. It was. They, like, turn down the audience volume. But... Yes. It just and unsurprisingly, what happened. Yeah. So those were the only two questions technically we get from the uh, from the ladies at like the only two ladies in at large who get addressed, which sucks because, like I said, I would have liked to see more from a lot of the other women. Hey, everybody, we're going to pause for just a second to shout out our sponsor, Full Grown Apparel. Started by a therapist, Full Grown Apparel was launched with the goal of inclusion and acceptance. A brand for all sizes, genders, and lifestyles, they've got fresh designs on premium tees that are cool and comfy to wear. Whether you're crushing it at the gym, headed out for a night on the town, or 2BTV and chilling, Full Grown Apparel has a shirt for you. Plus, if you're into supporting minority business owners like we are, it's a black-owned brand. New designs are dropping all the time, so go check them out and pick up something for yourself today. Head over to their Instagram, at Full Grown Apparel, and click the store link in their bio. Rewind the Love listeners can save 10% on their purchase by using the code Rewind at checkout. That's R-E-W-I-N-D for 10% off your order. A mentality, a persona, a lifestyle. Full grown apparel. Now back to the show. So Lala cues it up and goes, uh, this is after a commercial break. When it's all said and done, Flav made a very difficult choice. He rejected New York for the second time and everybody loses it. Yeah. Although, is it really everybody? Because I think like the audience is split 50-50. It's the same as you it say, though. It seems like, like shady editing. It's like whatever they want it to sound like, obviously, they're well, going no, to Well, no, I think it. that like the audience is like whooping it up partially because I think Whoop. because the, the ladies are... You can see in the audience that at certain angles that like really the only thing separating the ladies from the audience is a velvet rope down like a set of stairs. Yeah. They're at the same level as the audience. So it's all going to sound the same. So it sounded like from the actual audience, my guess, based on the audience reaction when she comes out, is some of it is people obviously seeing New York as a villain. But then a lot of people being like, this woman is excellent. Like, we're like, they're all stands. Like, they're cheering for New York. Whereas the actual ladies on the show are all like, girl, fuck you. Yes. Like, we hate you, whatever. One person in particular. So... And you chose Delicious to be your girl. Let's take a look at that journey. Now, when you say, now this is just a weird nitpicky thing, but in my mind, when you say, let's take a look at that journey, you are going to show clips from the beginning of the journey to the end of the journey, as opposed to just random scenes. Yes. So they they lead off this whole clip segment with, him being like, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna ro- I'm gonna roll with you or whatever or no, not even because that's yeah. we all know that's Don't not how he me. says Don't hate me. I'm gonna roll with yeah. the other person. So, so then, uh, just the scenes of them making out on the beach and going strawberry picking. The scene that really gross scene where he comes up behind her on the bed. The one of the most irritating lines from the entire series, which is, "I love the way your lips feel, but you know what's even better than that? You." She's like, that doesn't make any fucking... None of this makes sense. I hate everything. So anyway, a bunch of boring scenes because his relationship with Delicious while they had chemistry was boring. And then they wrap it up with uh, her getting the grill. So Lala reminds us, as she mentioned earlier, that they weren't together since the show finished taping to keep the outcome of the show a secret. 
there has been four months in between that they haven't seen each other. So God bless. Delicious comes out in like what's actually at least for the time a very cute little polo dress slightly ruined by some unnecessary studs along the collar area as well as a big chunky belt. But in general, it's it's a nice color on her. She should wear more of that light blue. Were and big belts a thing back then? Yes. Yes, they were. They were. But I, I still hate it. She looks great. It's it, The dress is very flattering on her. Obviously, it's hard not to be flattering because her figure is so incredible. But like it, it was a nice color. Like it was an all around like a very good look for her. So I'm actually waiting for polo dresses to come back because that was one of my favorite looks. And now we have like solid Spanx. So it's just going to be a good time when that finally comes back into fashion. So they start furiously making out even after the clapping kind of dies out for a while. Some of the ladies are actually standing up and clapping and they're just continuing to make out for some reason, which is. <laughs> they have a, to sell the fact that they're, right, they're, so they're together and right. love each other. Well, yeah. So the and the fact that they are making out so furiously is actually going to become a little bit grosser later on when information other information comes out so delicious then is like pointing at him while they're still making out because like he his back is to the audience so she's facing the audience and she's like pointing at him i don't know why i'm doing the hand motion because this is not a visual medium For emphasis so she's like pointing at him and then doing like the a-ok symbol that's kind of now been co-opted by the alt-right and so finally they stop making out and Flav is like, ladies and gentlemen, the winner and everybody's cheering and that's fucking that on that. So he says she looks good and he hasn't seen her since Belize and it's been kind of murder on you, man. Sure. We know how you like to guilt women for not fucking you, but sure. Lala starts asking a question, but then Flav starts pressing Delicious about why she's so nervous. And I didn't really notice it, but Lala called it out. But you noticed it, too. Uh, when I the first time I watched it, I was like, why is she so shaky? Like, what's going on? But it's like she hasn't been on camera. Maybe she's all well, at the I time. Think, maybe I mean, we I, have to believe I, well, they're still also, together. Like, I really did the long distance. Excited. I've done the long distance relationship thing before. And it's like that is that anticipation and the nervousness of, you know, seeing that person after not seeing them. I mean, I haven't gone that long without seeing the person. But like, you know, like you're going a long time without seeing the person. It's like I mean, in this case, they said it was nerves. three months, four months, four months. Jesus Christ. Put down your phone and then maybe you'll... I'm sorry. My father was wishing me happy National Sunday. Don't make me look like an asshole. But so I wanted to make sure that I wrote back saying thank you and I love you too. Anyway. I didn't know that was a thing today. I know the daughter day was the other day. I was actually wondering. I was like, I was like, I know National Daughter Day was the other day, but is National Sunday a thing? It's so interesting that Sunday is falls on Sunday. (laughs) He just just goes, yeah, I never heard of this day either, but I saw it on Facebook. (laughs) Oh, anyway, my God, that's awesome. So she's nervous and yes. she's saying that she's nervous because they haven't seen her. They haven't seen each other in a while. And that makes sense. You know, I, I get it. So he's like, hey, can I see something? You're sitting a little far from me because I guess there's like a little bit of space in between them. So then she kind of like has to scoot over and he puts his arm around. Yes. her. And... So Lala, again, with her astute observations. This is why I never fucked with her when she was on TRL. Like, I forgot how much I couldn't stand her. So during this time, I mean, I'm sh- I would hope she's gotten better 
everybody says she sucks on power, but I don't know. We don't watch. So side note, things I we things we've been watching in the interim. I although we don't really need to go off on another tangent, but things we've been watching in the interim that we need to recommend. Barry. Yo, Barry might be my new favorite show. I love Barry. So good. But also, speaking of reality TV in particular, there's a show on Netflix called Terrace House. It is sort of like it's the big it's brother the Japanese, real world real yes, world mix of those except it's got except a it's, focus also on dating as opposed like, to like yeah mm, let's see if i guess it's does. like one of those like love island type thing like there's no real way to describe it just because like western countries are like so competitive in their reality shows whereas like this is all japanese if you're a subtitle reader like, and everyone's so polite like they get home from work so it's like nice. oh welcome back there's home. literally nice an to see episode like, called the, the tempora incident and like i don't even remember what it's not an incident it was it was a non it's not an incident it was a non it was not even a fight like could you imagine what a tempora incident would need to be and to tie it back into this period of time and reality television in general i found season two of bad girls club online what a mess Talk about slut-shaming, exploitative, slut-shaming, like, clearly just troubled women. And the most interesting part, these episodes, while dramatic and there's a fight every week and something's going on about something, those episodes are only 30 minutes long. It's 22 30-minute long episodes. And without commercials, is it even shorter? Well, it's. I guess it's thir- it would have been 30 minutes with commercials because it's 22 minutes or so when yeah, I watch yeah yeah it. it's so that's even bonkers. faster that's like going on like freaking netflix or hulu well hulu without ads and watching those shows that are like 30 minutes that's like when you watch i'll keep this short but like the old dragon ball z ones like when you have the dvds the episodes yeah, used totally to have can like relate to that the episodes used to have like five minute commercials and there'd be like three of them so now when you watch the dvds it's literally like 15 minutes and you, that's you're yeah. done a season in like five seconds you're like right. oh so that's why everything was kind of dragged out during that's the exactly how i feel about you bad girls Vegeta Club. like oh, noises i mean it, it and for anybody who watched it back for anybody who watched bad girls club but hasn't revisited it it's we're not doing those right no oh, okay. that's well that was oxygen but also like i don't oh, and it's think, not necessarily a dating you, show We're you literally because ones. you hate like fighting and like women screaming at each other like you hate all that kind of stuff and it's, that's why i love terrace house i know it's such a polite reality show so i recommend uh definitely revisiting bad girls club if you haven't watched it it's certainly problematic but it's it's it holds up in terms of entertainment yes. value so anyway back to the show that we are recapping he she Lala says uh, watching the tape and everything it seems like you made a connection and you guys are an item is that true because we all know season one didn't work out that way but this seems different to me uh, the fact that sh- they're sitting like cuddled up and just made out for several minutes is an automatic difference yeah. now obviously spoiler we do know that it doesn't ultimately work out yes. there is a season three of flavor of love he has a child with another woman yes. who he is now engaged or married to or something. Obviously, it doesn't work out. And we've seen the interview. We've talked about the interview with Delicious where she was like, yeah, he wasn't interested in having a relationship with me at all. Which makes me wonder if they actually were not together at this point and they had to play it off like everything of was still going on. Yeah. Or no, I wonder if they really kept them apart all this time and they tried to make it work from this point forward. And then... Just, to that they never said in the article, which is kind of disappointing. 
Yeah. Because she did say, like, she tried, you know, advancing and doing things, but he just never had any interest in that because he was with someone else. What trash. So. Well, he did it for the paycheck. And it helped her fucking career. Look at her now. I mean, Instagram in particular helped her career. Let's be honest. That's what I mean. Well, she never would have been known or seen if she wasn't on that show. What if she never did anything else? Like she never I got into anything. I think it definitely helped her. That. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take credit away and say that this didn't help her. And obviously, yeah. she was on the, some of the follow up show. I don't think she's on Charm School. I'm pretty sure she's not on Charm School, but I am pretty sure she was on I Love Money, which I'm excited to get to those two. Like, well, obviously, I'm excited for good. Charm School, but I'm also excited yes, for I Love Money. Seen. Did you watch that? I don't think so. To be honest, I may have seen a couple episodes at most. It's on. It's not bad, if I remember correctly. Like, I mean, I not that I was super into the challenge or any of the like the real world road rules one. Yeah. But I, because I didn't really wasn't as interested in any of those people. I watched those when I was a kid. Yeah. I wasn't the interested really in any of those people where I was like, I, Austin I Bones. loved, I love New York and Flavor of Love and Rock of Love. So I was excited to see all these people yeah. do this stuff because they were all, all right. mostly terrible people. Also, now we're finally getting there, huh? Commercial break and then. What. Our hero. What. I said, are we? Oh yeah, no, we're we're getting there. So right, so mind you, I hate to say this, but like, we are just at we're about at the halfway point of the episode. Yeah, but the rest of it goes on pretty quick. Yeah, that's true. It's just a lot more calamity. So Lala just asked a bunch of dumb questions after this, and you know, so they made a connection. Like she, they say they made a connection, and like this was like a whole weird segment where he was like. You, I'm just not just the man for being with you. Like, you made me the man in the hood. And he kind of alludes to this, but the the general sentiment of what he's trying to say is basically now men are approaching him being like, hey, yo, like, she's she's really hot. Like, you should be with her. Because she's got a big old ass. That's what, it, yep, that's what they love. That's what he says. So basically what he's saying to her is, like, you make me look cool to other men because you are so f- attractive. Just like a weird, like you can see in her face that she's kind of like, thanks. It's an awkward compliment. You're welcome. Like, you know, he, he's not really good at giving compliments to her in particular. No. Like, remember that time where he said, and you're not bad looking in the face or something like that? But your body, or wasn't it? Yeah, it was all about? it was all compliments yeah. about her body and how she was interested in him. And then, you know. So, yeah, yeah, pretty good looking too, but. Yeah, like. That not, ass. Yeah, I think that was ultimately what he said. So. Lala then, oh, so she also says that she wrote him a letter while they were apart, and she sent him some photos, and the audience is like, ooh, who fucking cares? So Lala turns to the ladies and says, it seems like a majority of you are really happy about how things ended up. And Nibbles is like, it's not even about just New York not winning, which obviously she shouldn't have. Her words, not mine. Mm. It's about Delicious and the fact that Flav picked a really good woman with a fabulous ass. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of her. We we stan nibbles, except for the transphobic things she says in the bonus clip. Yes. So nobody's perfect. We all made mistakes, one especially in 2006. Listen, I think all we can ask is that people have learned and grown. Some people have, some people haven't. That's that on that. Indeed. Lala asked Delicious how it feels to be chosen, and Delicious says that she was surprised because she assumed, you know, one, like she was saying from the beginning, that it's all going to be, that she assumed it was just going to be staging for TV and that he was probably going to pick New York. Uh, She says that apparently a lot of them thought that, that like once New York came back, that a lot of their thing was like, well, shit, 
like i mean you kind of have to expect that i mean yeah that's well we'll get into that a little bit more later on so lala says it looks like delicious has oh wait oh no so in the back of my mind the reason a lot of us were here i don't know something about him being real and her being real and i don't know it's stupid so Lala says it looks like Delicious has finally found happiness at last, but it definitely wasn't an easy journey because the route to happiness was obstructed by a force of nature that is New York. <laughs> so they're going to clear Flav from the stage. So again, I do want to stress that on his own, on the, on the reunion for his own show, he is on the stage for easily only two thirds of it. That's, maybe yeah. Half. They, Maybe half they just of the use show. it as a platform for everyone else, which honestly good for everyone else. I don't mind. I don't think I would mind that as much if more of the ladies got time to shine in the reunion, as opposed to just like five of them. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. So we come back from commercial, and the intro to New York is "Love her or hate her, you have to admit that nothing was quite the same after New York re-entered the House of Flav." Very which is true. Like, understatement of the century exactly, yes she fucking turned Extremely this season around understatement yeah. so obviously there's a bunch of clips uh some of the iconic drags including buck wild this is not a soup kitchen give it up delicious you look like a man and there's something really gutter butt about nibbles <laughs> that of course uh her insulting delicious's mom hair saying that delicious and her shit stained eye and mustache have to go and New York and Delicious fighting in the bathroom. So this is another iconic GIF moment where she comes out and she's got her arms up in the air like, bitch, like, what you gonna do? This it's my amazing, house. right? This is my show. This is whatever. So she's, while New York is hugging Lala, Buck Wild fucking throws her shoe and it does whiz it's, very close to New York's head. In the slow-mo, it looks like it misses her by less than a foot. Which is pretty oh, easily. Fr- it's pretty freaking. Which close. also like this is like bonus like two thousands because we were all I think. Imagine if this she has to be around Lala, though, the like time. It just went left. I actually oh, forgot God. to look up if this is before or after that time that guy threw a shoe at President Bush. That's a good question. I forgot to look that up, but it just reminded me of that because it's just the mid two. Just say it was the and... exact same day. Could you imagine? It was Buck Wild in the crowd in disguise so new york's like i love this or she's like that's okay you fake ass bitch oh fraudulent she keeps calling her fraudulent (laughs) i just i love it so much so the security guards are already jumping in they show us a couple instant replays like slow-mos of the shoe flying right by buck wild's head i mean buck wild in new york's head so buck wild gets stands up on the couch because she's shoeless and they're yelling back and forth and security's holding them back and it looks like safari throws something too oh really i didn't know if i saw her throw something i, but I know at she some got point she gets up, up which is like why, why are you so mad you're on the show for two yeah, seconds i don't know so new york's like yelling at her and she's like don't hate me because i'm fabulous and you missed and she's just like fucking roasting her and she does a full twirl. And then we cut to Delicious lacing up some sneakers. Jesus. So Lala at this point, because as soon I I missed it the first time I watched this. But the second time I watched it, Lala is immediately like, here's what the fuck we're not going to do. Yeah, she goes, I did love that. But while you threw a shoe up here and you almost hit me, which she didn't. Uh, 
it ain't got like and she's like i ain't done nothing to you like so whatever like i don't give a shit how you feel about her like if you got issues with her that's your business but like don't fucking throw any shows at me or i'll shut this whole shit down like she was like really pissed she's like we're not doing any of this she literally straight up says to like like don't throw any shoes at my fucking head or there's or we're gonna have a problem yeah like and i was like because i it makes you th- like a man i said before but just imagine if instead of going right that she went the same exact distance from new york's head to the left it's hitting lala square in the face i mean and lala would have oh she would have killed her she would have they would have stopped filming she would have brought her to the back and beat the shit out of her it would yeah. not have been close not everybody can be andy cohen about the situation so it's, yes <laughs> it's like this one ain't ending peacefully no so now there's like a series that he's like she's like okay i'm gonna give the ladies a chance to ask new york questions and she goes uh everybody's gonna have a chance to speak their piece in the most peaceful way possible sure so she goes okay like uh let's you know i know boots has something to say and new york's like oh you look agitated she looks agitated and boots is like bitch i sure the fuck am and then just proceeds to fucking go off (laughs) i love that i sure the fuck am what a mood so she asked New York, she's like, oh, like, it, it's not really a question. It's more just like, you said you backed me into a wall. When the fuck did you do Which that? Wall? You know? this wall? Well, no. So hold on. So she's like, oh, we didn't get a chance. Oh, oh, so I haven't heard that I didn't get a chance to talk about Boots's look. She's in like this actually kind of cute, like black curly wig with some red underneath. Like, it's like a good look on her for the time. And in like a black, little black club dress type thing. And this leads into our, basically our only iconic line of the week. I'm hoping that it comes through in the audio, but I'll probably end up repeating it anyway, just in case it doesn't come through. But the iconic line of the week is... That we want to be backed into boots. Which wall? Pick a wall. Pick a wall. I love this. Like, the way she, like, kicks her foot up, too. Which wall do you want to get backed into? Boo! Ofer emphasizes everyone's name that she's talking shit to. And she just is going on, which wall? Pick a wall. That's why she's such a good heel, though. Or, like, the bad guy. Yeah, no, I I mean, I was going to say I know what a heel is, but that's true. Not everybody is forced to watch wrestling by their spouse. Wrestling. So... And she's going on her, yes, I'm fucking fabulous. Boots is like, bitch, I fucking called it. I knew Flav was going to fuck you and not pick you and whatever. And New York's like, yeah, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. And like, sure, he didn't pick me. Like, you're right. Like, I mean, whatever. Like, it, it but at the end, like, she's trying to like flex as if Flav fucking you is some kind of achievement. Yes. So Lala then says she wants to give a chance, New York, a chance to address what Boots said. New York said, well, I want to say that I feel fabulous. I look fabulous, but I just want to know Boots. Was it Boots? Because I don't really remember you. Jesus. Like, which, bitch, I know you do. It just. Yeah, but it's fun that she I know. No, I love it. So, of course, Boots, like, takes that personally and stands up and, like, New York follows that up with, like, shut your mouth and open your ears. Just shut your mouth. So Boots tells her to shut the fuck up and calls her a drag queen, which is not great. But New York goes, yes, and it's fabulous. Fabulous! Like, which is, like, kind of problematic in its own way. But, like, I mean... fabulous? well, no, just because it's sort of like the the gay man stereotype at this time. Just be like, fabulous. fabulous. Well, I mean, oh, actually, technically okay. fabulous in that inflection is the, from Recess. Didn't she always? The what? Ashleys? Remember the Ashleys on Recess? Yeah. Oh, wh- no, it's scandalous. Never no. mind. Yeah, I was supposed to be like, wait, what? Right? That was the Ashley. That's what they said, scandalous? Oh, I have no idea. I can't remember that. I'd have you to don't remember you. Recess? 
I liked Recess. It wasn't like my go-to show. Really? Oh, one Saturday morning was I a staple it, in the yeah. Sells household. My mom still stands. Re- my mom loves Recess. It was a great show. I loved it, but I just I haven't watched it. I couldn't even tell you. Oh my god, it was so good with my with childhood crush uh, Andrew Lawrence as T.J. Detweiler. Speaking of my childhood Lawrence. crushes. He was Aaron, one, I was yeah. well. Yes, he was one. But Aaron Carter. I was watching Aaron Carter Instagram lives last night. Whew, bad situation. This is this is immediately post tattoo. Side note, uh, face tattoo. For those who yes. haven't seen it, go check out Aaron Carter's face tattoo. It is a choice. It makes like Gucci Mane and Mike Tyson look like they made good choices. So. So uh, New York is talking all this shit and she's like flipping her skirt kind of like Anita in West Side Story. Like that was like my first <laughs> reference. Nice. Like it was just like, I want to be in America. Uh, just I no choice but to stand. I just I love her so much. So Boots then calls her a stripper with no ass, which to me is honestly like that would have actually hurt my feelings. <laughs> Not the stripper part, but just like a stripper no with ass no part. ass, which yeah. would be like you're even if you were a stripper, you wouldn't get as good money because you because your body is whack. <laughs> like while it's body shaming, I was like, that would actually be what caught me. So then Lala uh, thanks Boots for saying what she needs to say. Boots. And Boots, uh, she thanks her for saying what she needed to say. And then they move on. They then ask, uh, she goes, obviously, a lot of people want to hear what Delicious has to say because they were the final two. And Delicious, is there anything you'd like to say? Now, Lala does also point out that while she's appreciative that Delicious didn't throw a shoe, she notices that she changed her shoes and we see some knockoff Adidas shell toes. Like they were like cheap, like knockoffs. And Delicious it's says what production team had in the back. Delicious says at this point, I don't really have anything to talk about with her because there's nothing I really have to say. Just as per usual, put a pin in that. She Delicious is saying, oh, I don't really have anything to say to her. Like, you know, there's I just need to beat your ass. Delicious <laughs> says. The reason why her daughter was removed, which I was like, from your home? But then I realized she meant like oh from God. the, which then I realized she meant from the studio, which means that whole gross makeout thing she was doing before was in front of her kindergarten age daughter. Yes. Yikes. Weird. So, so the reason why, you know, my daughter was removed because I didn't want her to see me interacting with her like that, which is like, why was your daughter here? Period. Like, why is your daughter in the audience? Like, why why so she goes uh delicious is like you know but you know what she's a whole act in herself there's nothing i have to do to bring her down she's brought herself down with her whack-ass weave her badass conversation and her whack-ass pussy that didn't even keep her on the show jesus it's like i appreciate it so that could have been a new york is just going speak on it speak on it speak on it like just you know just not letting her get a word in, just doing her typical parroting thing mm-hmm. to like drown her out and delicious and like you could tell that that scene where they cut back to new york showing the thing about her saying her mom has plastic that hair, got to her that the really irked stuff, her because that's oof. when she stood up and was like and like you're gonna talk about my mother well, this like, is when whatever. all hell broke loose and all the girls start getting yeah, up this like is they're gonna when rush it goes. Her. i'm not even exaggerating when i'm saying it went like full jerry springer yeah. like it it turned into a melee so boots and safari also start rushing the stage and like this is when delicious is like oh your mother like you're talking about my mother when your mother looks like a man 
So Delicious is like, I'm going to see when the fucking part, like, let's take this to the parking lot. Like, whatever. I'm not going to have my daughter with me. Like, let's see if you're talking all this shit then. <laughs> she says New York looks like a whack-ass Rapunzel. Oh, my God. It's like, great. That's pretty honestly funny, pretty, pretty clever. It was pretty funny. Because New York is also, like, playing with her hair a lot. So Big Rick is holding back. Shout out to Big Rick for holding back Boots and Delicious at the same time. He's Big Rick. He could hold back everyone if he wanted to. I don't know. Delicious is tall. It'd be one of those where, like, if the entire audience charged, Big Rick would just, like, put out a finger and they'd stop. Like, Delicious is, like, a stallion lady. Like, she's, like, a big, tall lady. Powerful legs. Right. So, I mean, like, Boots is one thing because she seems petite. Yeah. Like, but... You just gotta be careful where your arm goes because the boobs are big and you don't want to be inappropriate. Well, I mean, if so you're holding hold somebody back, back but... I don't think he's, like, trying to touch her. No, but if I he know. ends up touching her boobs, it's, like, probably an accident. So, so at this point, there are, like, more security guards. Like, there slowly start to be more security guards and producers, like, holding everybody back. And there are people on the stage. And that's when New York starts getting all fucking tough. Because at first, she's sitting on she the couch. She knows she can't be touched. She's, like, sprawled out with her arms across the couch. Like, nobody better touch me. That's all I know. And then at this point, it's just absolute mayhem. Yeah. Like I said, uh, Safari starts trying to rest the stage, too. And then, of course, the more space there is between new york and the ladies is when new york starts to get all tough like oh you said blah 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 so new york it seems like it's more or less carried backstage and boots somehow little scrappy dude that she is fucking breaks away from whoever is holding her back and darts fucking books it backstage to try to catch her yeah. so it looks like there was some contact made but we don't really see very much and then it cuts to commercial mm-hmm. so we come back and lala is saying she's talking straight to camera and she's like got too crazy in here so we had to ask boots buck wild and bucky and delicious to leave we're going to continue with new york to get her side of the story this part is when it kind of like even for new york this gets kind of boring uh Basically, Lala stating the obvious once again is like, it's obvious that a lot of these ladies don't like you. Um, and New York is like, they're animals. They don't matter. I'm what matters. Those women are fraudulent. She loves that word. I know. And honestly, like, it's it's such a perfect. It's just so perfect, like, that she's saying it in that moment. So they cut to something in the audience with her sunglasses on and then back and forth to nibbles a couple times, just looking straight up disgusted. New York is like, they hate New York because I was there for Flav. I was genuine. And he saw that and they're just haters. <laughs> so it's also worth noting at this point that like, while she's talking, I don't know if you noticed this, it was actually because I had to try to get the words down that I noticed that a, fly lands on new york's forehead really yes oh my god i don't know how the fuck i missed that it's i mean i know how you missed it but it was <laughs> always so, taking shots whenever you can it's i'm sorry because you were like oh i can't even believe i got two pages of notes out of this and i was like how many did i end up well with i'm this not gonna week? watch to see Hold if on. a fly 12, lands on 12, someone's 12 freaking pages forehead. obviously which is not a ton for me so she's saying uh so Lala says that people are waiting to see the reunion between you and Flav and you haven't seen him since the beach incident. New York actually looks pretty defeated in this moment. And she's like, no, I haven't seen him since Belize. And, you know, they go back a flashback to that epic 
problematic fight and New York a little bit in a little bit of foreshadowing yet again that they included in this reunion is like, you know, I'll find a man and he'll be there for me and whatever, all that jazz. So Lala's like, do you do you want to see him? Like, do you have anything to ask him? And, you know, she's like, you know, Lala, I can tell you it was very painful and it was hard. And Lala's like, that sounded terrible. I what? painful it was hard i mean that's what she said so <laughs> that's li- that's literally, literally what she, what said. she that's said that's literally what she uh, said oh my god so she's like things happen yeah and just yeah and lala's like are you ready to see him and new york's like do i have a choice and lala's like i don't think you do <laughs> i don't know why that like really tickled me that she's like i don't think so no yep. So he comes out and he's actually very happy to see her and brings her in for a hug. And of course, he does his, can I say something? I love you. And I was like, it has to be the title of the episode. Can I say something? Can I say something? Because that's all he says every time. And he goes, let me tell you something. Well, then because then he because they go in for a (laughs) hug and he turns to the audience and goes, let me tell you something about me in New York. Just say what you need to say. You don't need to preface it with asking permission or saying like, let me tell you something. Just get to the point. So honestly, the amount of time we could cut out of Flav like trying to preface what he's saying with, can I tell you something or let me say something? We could have actually probably had some more time to talk Uh to the ladies. So. They, he says that whatever we go through, we're always going to be the greatest of friends until the day we die. And New York is just on his at his side, nodding furiously, being like, yes, that's right. And she twirls for him and he says she looks fabulous and that she looks nice. And, you know, New York, for some reason, says you do, too. It's whatever. So Lala, like, so now that the the questions that come now are like basically all of the wrong things but again this is 2006 so why would we expect that it didn't turn it into i feel like victim blaming is a strong term because new Mm. york isn't necessarily a victim if you want i mean it was a little bit verbally abusive towards the end so it's like i don't know so she lala says like do you have any regrets about coming back looking on the whole thing now and new york says absolutely not Flav is a terrific person, a wonderful man. He's genuine. He's real. We've built such a strong friendship that I knew if I wasn't chosen, Flav and I would still have a great connection. And today is a celebration for me, which it's like for more important reasons than Flav. We'll get there. So at this point, um, actually, Delicious comes back out and sits down on the couch next to Crazy, which is an interesting turn of events for them. But Crazy also has her shoes like she's sitting with her legs kind of tucked up on the couch, but she's still got her shoes on. So somebody else with their shoes on a couch. So, you know, Lala asks Flav, what do you have to say about the incident? And I'm thinking to myself on the boat or at the end of the reunion. Which no, one? the incident that just took place a little while ago because, you know, bitches be crazy. And she's like, we had to kick some people out and, you know. And Flav goes, like, you know, New York's personality. Let me tell you something, he says. I'm not even joking. Let me tell you something. New York's personality is definitely way different than the rest of the girls' personalities. It was to be expected. You know, everybody everybody knows, like, it was obviously going to be a fight. So Lala asks Delicious again if she wants to say anything, which is like, you already had your chance and you didn't. So Delicious now, I guess because she's had a chance to calm down, 
changes her tune and goes, I just wanted to be able to talk to her. Yeah. When you said however many minutes ago that you had nothing to say to her, like, what is the truth? So she said, in the heat of the moment, it gets a little bit crazier than that. So Delicious goes on to say that she wanted to apologize to New York because she wanted to have a conversation with all the chaos. New York is actually nodding along and saying, you know, absolutely. Well, doing her New York thing. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Like as loud as she absolutely. can. Absolutely. Right. I know. She's keeping that same energy, but just always diverted in a different direction. So Delicious is going on saying, you know, she's going to be in New York and I can appreciate that. And New York turns to her and she goes, you know, I wish we had the opportunity to like chill and like chop it up. She said, you know, like it's, I wish we had the opportunity to get to know each other under better circumstances, which is nice kind of foreshadowing of the fact that they're friends more or less now. Yeah. So that's nice, you know. They all love, they all went down the same we path. We love character development. They we can love, relate. We love a character development arc. So New York says Delicious looks great. And Delicious says, you know, thank you. You do too. And Flav says, and I quote, Ayo, I just want to say, you hear the genuine and sincerity that's coming out of Delicious. The genuine and sincerity. So now Not Lala the asks the million trillion dollar question. Yes. Yes. Uh, New York, I don't think there was anybody who watched the show when she came, when you came back and didn't automatically assume, you know, they're going to be together. Lala says that even her mom assumed that they were going to end up together. Mm. And there's no reason why it shouldn't have been a match. So what was the problem? Is this the really the million dollar question when he says at length in the last two episodes that this is why they didn't end up together? Is it really like such a baffling question? Like, so Flav says, Uh-oh. Flav says, New York and I, we got different outlooks on relationships. Flav has to be in the one in control. Flav is the one who wears the pants in, in the house, which he does refer to himself in the third person. He goes, I don't wear dresses. I wear pants around that motherfucker. And even Lala's like, OK, like. Nobody thought, I don't know, just the idea, you know, obviously the gender roles in the relationship. So Flav goes on and is like, New York wanted to be the wife and the husband, and I'm not doing that. And New York, I'm proud of her in this moment because she's smirking and she's got her arms up, like, you know, like flexing. And so Lala goes similar to her mom, like you mentioned. And he then goes into the whole thing, like, oh, I saw a lot of Michelle coming out of her when we were on the boat. And it just was like, nah, it's it's not going to work. So Lala uses that as a segue to go into a Sister Patterson flashback about like, you know, like what what was that line that we brought up with Corey? The one that sounded like it, it did remind me so much of Moira Rose when she from Schitt's Creek when he was like, it's like, I don't think so. Like, so like she sure is not like I forgot what she said. It was, it was really remember. funny. But, you know, so he says, let me say this. The reason why I say the lady was crazy because is as nice as I am, she came and pushed me. You got to be crazy to push a man that's got respect for you. So Lala asked for New York's take on that because she and like and I thought it was going to be Lala saying like, you're really going to let a man talk shit about your mom. But Lala literally says to her, like, I've never seen Flav get that mad. And he's such a, for the most part, he's like a really nice guy. So basically that in that moment, he's basically, she's basically victim blaming her being like, you like, I can't believe you brought this horrible side out of this nice man, you know, with his domestic violence record and all of that shit. 
like we're gonna act like New York is so out of pocket for mm-hmm. you know demanding time his time and his attention when she came out of her way to come back. I mean, granted, obviously it is to her benefit to come back, yes. but that doesn't mean that she deserves to get treated any kind of fucking way. You know, it, it just was really gross to me that it, Lala brought that up, you know, just basically being like, what, like, what did you do to like, why did you do that to make him so upset? <laughs> it's your fault. It's your fault. Yes. So, you know, New York is like, my mom, you know, was obviously upset And, you know, she wanted to see what her daughter was so obsessed with. And, you know, my mom's bossy. She's a bossy bitch. She's a bossy bitch. And she wasn't covering that up. So, you know, she let Flav have it. And Flav goes, I was about to let her ass have it, too. Which is like, you are not popping your cause. Yeah. Lala keeps trying to ask something, say something about Sister Patterson, and Flav keeps going, yeah, I was, I'm a nice guy, you know, I'm a gentleman, but I was really gonna, like, let her have it, and finally Lala's like, yeah, no, we understand, you're a gentleman, you did the right thing, like, basically trying, and it sounded a little to me like she's trying to say to him, don't let this, what you're saying, go any further, because you're going to basically admit to wanting to beat a woman, an older woman, on national television and like that's not going to help you so instead of being like hey you're saying the wrong thing it's more just like you're not helping yourself by saying this finally once she lets once Flav lets her get some words in she Lala goes New York's mom has a few more words she wanted to share with you and her daughter but considering how things went down you know with her and so far in this whole show as a whole uh we're going to be talking to her via satellite so even though this seems like it was pre-taped it, 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 there's no way it would have been though because it's like their exchange wouldn't have been it could have easily done it this is what she's gonna say this is what you say no because the the way the dialogue she was clearly responding to what he was saying so i mean but the thing is when you're recording it remotely like when you're a remote correspondent that you can't see them like if you're on like espn or cnn or something like that like if you're a pundit no i know you're you not just hear what they're saying yeah so that's all you know whatever so there's a tv there's been a tv behind lala like since the show started which is what she keeps pulling referring to for the clips and all that stuff so there's sister patterson and all of her pissed off glory mm-hmm. you know in a pinstripe blazer and lala says she wants to give her a chance to say what she needs to say and sister patterson's like no i just i want to hear what Flav has to say to me and Flav is like listen listen lady like there's no point in me reuniting with you you'd you know you did what you came through and you did what you you had to do and when you left i was glad i left all i needed was your daughter and sister patterson now i know that i've gone off a lot about like sister patterson is in the right but a, a clip has just a series of clips have come to my attention since then like huey put them up shout out to huey uh of New York basically having a miscarriage and Sister Patterson being like, well, you were never really pregnant. You're just doing this for attention. And New York is like, I was pregnant. I did lose the baby. Yeah. Like I did. It wasn't the hysterical pregnancy, which is like what Shu's wife did. Right. On Glee. No, like this was actually like me being pregnant. And yeah. like when the host, I think it was like from the family therapy show. And the host of the show is, like, this therapist who's, like, what do you mean? Like, and Sister Patterson's, like, there's no way she was pregnant. And this woman's, like, what do you mean? Like, did you see a 
pregnancy test. Like, what are you basing this on? Yeah. And she's like, I would have felt it. Okay, can't really side with you on that one. But anyway, so while Flav is like, you know, I didn't need you here. And Sister Patterson's like, well, I am my daughter and she is me. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And Flav is like, your flesh and bones need to be a bit more respectful. He's he's really bad at like clapbacks. But either way. So Sister Patterson is like, you know what? You are so old. And she's like ripping him to shreds. She's like, let's go down the list. Your hair is gray. Your underarms is gray. And she kind of like motions down and she's like that's gotta be gray too and all Flav can say in response is oh I'm old so somehow during this sequence somebody gave Flav a marker that's why I think it was pre-taped but no but there's no way that dialogue would have been able to happen like there's no way it would have been as well executed so somebody gave him a marker for some reason and so he starts scribbling on the screen and you know, and he's like, oh, you look good like this. Like He's drawing glasses on her and like a goatee and whatever. And she's like, but then finally he kind of slips into some of his weird, creepy R. Kelly shit where he's like, if you get smart with me, I'll make sure your daughter don't come home with you. I'll take her home with me, which is bonus offensive yeah. because Delicious is in the audience. So it's like, I would have liked to see her reaction to that statement of just Because they're like, not really together, so he can't hold it back. He's just stupid. It just, it, no, I think it's like he's saying it because he, even though it's not true and he doesn't want to be with New York, that he is only saying it to get under Sister Patterson's skin. So Sister Patterson says that he's sick and he's nothing but a puppet and he walks away and he's like, oh, what did you say about me? And she likes, and he mutes her. With the old, like, yeah, the and he old, just presses power, yeah. yeah. Well, finally, right. And so he's like saying all this stuff, and he's like, Oh, you know, whatever. And and New York is kind of like, like being like, Oh, Flay, you're so ridiculous. Like, basically, like, that's her face is, you know, so he's muting her and unmuting her and kind of uh, appealing to the audience that, Oh, I'm such a good guy. And like, this is, can you believe this shit I have to deal with? This a nice guy like me has to deal with something like terrible like this. And, Finally, he shuts the TV off and, you know, and the audience is cheering and he wishes the best for her. And he says to the audience that he wishes the best for Sister Patterson and he actually feels sorry for her in New York, actually gets pissed in this moment and is like, why? And he's like, because she doesn't like a guy like me. He feels sorry for her because she doesn't like him. He just made a bullshit excuse. That's all it is. Anyway. Lala says, since you and New York didn't work out, I heard you came up with this idea for New York. And Flav says that he loves her, but he knows they're not really going to be compatible. And he hopes that New York will find love on her own show. Yay! The big reveal. So Lala asked New York for more details, but unfortunately, because he fucking spoiled the surprise, goes, uh, yeah, Flav hit the nail on the head. I'm getting my own show. And the audience is obviously psyched. Honestly, during this moment, I what what they really fucked up on is not showing the ladies' reactions. Yes. Because I would have loved to see the response to New York getting her own show. How pissed they would have all been, given they're all there to, you know, get some fame out of this of anyway. Course. Like, to Probably see that New York of too. all people, right. And not everybody can be... Was, hold on, because Daisy and Megan from Rock of Love both got their own shows... Yes. Did somebody else get one too, or was it just the two of them? I have them? absolutely no idea. I know idea. the the two of them get them, and I'm sure we'll get to them eventually. I remember Megan wants a millionaire. 
we could only do one season because that guy killed somebody or yes. maybe two seasons. I don't know. So no idea. So she is so excited. You know, she's she tells us that the show will be called I Love New York, that she's looking for her one and only. She feels she's going to find her prince charming and she's happy about it. And Flav actually is kind of nice in this moment where she says, you know, I just want to say to you again, just want to say thank you for being my friend. Uh, I always want to wish you the best. But yeah, I have to roll with my girl delicious and cuts to delicious and New York is like I understand and Flav calls delicious up and says she you know what we gotta do and they hug and Lala wraps things up and that's that's the end of season two did you just poke yourself in the eye yes (laughs) okay no I'm good I like just missed like it hit right above so my upper eyelid wild and you just it's yes but yes, that's the end of the reunion. Yeah, the the bonus scene is just them. Oh I forgot God. to write it down, but it was uh, they ask Nibbles what she thinks, and actually, again, Nibbles has a pretty good perspective on things for the most part. Where she's like, you know, you say all this stuff about me not being a good role model for your kids because I'm so sexual, but like, how is fighting and being so angry and miserable like how is that a good model for your kids either and the audience is clapping and actually new york is kind of nodding like that's pretty true and she does say something like oh with but then like you know because nobody's perfect you're still a slut nibble says you know under all that makeup and dresses and hair and whatever you still look like a man so like I said, nobody. She was perfect. so close. Yeah, right. I know you were doing so like we were, we were all rooting for you. So that was that bonus scene. And yeah. Like I said, I would have liked to hear from more of the ladies. Uh, take Flav to task a little bit more. He doesn't deserve to really be held up as that much of a hero, given he kicks one woman off for not having sex with him, one woman off for realizing she was fat, one woman for being sexual, even though she he was totally fine with it up until that point. Uh, yeah. And lets the one who wants a singing career and isn't really shy about it stay for a very, very long time because she's attractive. Problematic. Yeah. So that is. Well, at least we get the shift now. Yeah, we shift gears. Uh, I'm really excited to just make fun of some men. And (laughs) yeah. So what did you think about season two? It was good. It doesn't. I don't think it lives up to season one, which is obviously why they brought New York back. Because um, it seems like all the women coming onto this season, it was all about like, oh, I can get famous if I do this. This was hugely popular. I have a chance to do something now. Yeah. It was like the first season was like, hey, I'm going to be on a reality show. If I fall for the guy, I do. If I don't, I don't. Whatever. Maybe some go for fame. You know, you always look at Pumpkin as the example. Yeah. Where it's like, I've been on like 20 reality shows. Right. Why? Hmm. But, uh, but overall, still a very entertaining one. But it seemed yeah. more like Flav has that mentality now of like, as he says in this, we're like, I wear the pants. So, like he always wants to be in freaking control yeah. this season. And he understands he could take advantage of them and embarrass them more this season. I, but I'll never forget I'm the actually beginning. really the curious. What is wrong with you? What? When he goes to the producers at the very first episode. Oh, yeah, the very first. Still probably the best part of the entire season. Uh, the best non-New York yes, related. Yes, of course. What the uh, fuck is wrong with you? So, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how things pan out in season three because I have, like, no recollection of it whatsoever. At all. Uh, I'm just 
curious to see how things go on. I mean, this is kind of what launched, like this season in particular, really is what launched obviously several spinoffs and yes. the decision to go with other people. And I, uh, I forgot how long it was until I think it was like a significant period of time, not a significant period, but a couple months I think before the news about him and Delicious not being together made its way out and. I mean, I'm I'm so grateful that all this worked out the way it did. Woo. Woo! Anyway, you can follow us on social media. I am at Sonia Marie Says on Twitter. There you go. I'm at Mr. Feeney519. And you can follow the show at Rewind the Love Podcast on Facebook and at Rewind Love Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And that pretty much wraps it up. We got clocks for each other, I guess, right? Yeah. That's how that goes. I don't know. That works for us. Well, yeah. everyone listening, you'll always get clocks from us as we well. We love you. Thank you um, for listening. You know, and being patient is? with us. Yes. Much appreciated. Um, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Five Tell stars, friends who don't suck. Yes. Spread the word for us. Um, and we'll catch you here with the new show next time. It's pretty exciting. Bye. Bye.